This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts 15, verses 17 to 29. After these things, I will return. I will again build the tabernacle of David, which is fallen. I will again build its ruins. I will set it up, that the rest of men may seek after the Lord. All the nations who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. All of God's works are known to him from eternity. Therefore, my judgment is that we don't trouble those from among the Gentiles who turn to God, but we write to them that they abstain from the pollution of idols, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled, and from blood. For Moses, from generations of old, has in every city those who preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders, with the whole assembly, to choose men out of their company and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, chief men among the brothers. They wrote these things by their hand. The apostles, the elders, and the brothers, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings, because we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no commandment. It seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose out men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who themselves will also tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these necessary things, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, from which if you keep yourselves, it will be well with you. Farewell. After quoting Amos 9, 11-12, James continues, Acts 15, verse 18, All of God's works are known to Him from eternity. Therefore, my judgment is that we don't trouble those from among the Gentiles who turn to God, but that we write to them that they abstain from the pollutions of idols, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled, and from blood. For Moses from generations of old has in every city those who preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. Peter established that the Gentiles and Jews are saved by grace through faith. And regarding the law, he said, Now therefore why do you tempt God that you should put a yoke on the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? He described putting the Gentiles under the yoke of the Mosaic Covenant as tempting God. James is in agreement with Peter with some simple advice for the Gentile converts. 
The Gentiles didn't need to come under the burden of the Mosaic Law, but neither should they live as pagans. The Gentiles, in turning to God, are to turn away from what? According to James, they should abstain from the pollutions of idols, from sexual immorality, from what is strangled, and from blood. Not for salvation, but because of salvation. Now you could argue these were all commands found in the Mosaic Law, but I wonder if James had the Law of Moses in mind when making these recommendations, or rather the Gentile culture. What I mean is this. Everything James mentioned also touches many of the sinful customs of the Gentiles in worshiping idols, sacrificing animals to them, and engaging in sexual immorality. In other words, it sounds like James could be saying to the Gentiles, when you come to Jesus, you don't need to live as a Jew under the law, but neither should you continue in the sinful pagan practices in which your life was immersed before conversion. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. If James was speaking into our American culture today, what kind of things might he specifically urge us to steer clear from as converts to Christ? What are the idols in our own lives that weigh us down and hinder us from more fully serving the Lord? Paul made it clear in 1 Corinthians 9, 20-21 that he is not under the Mosaic Law and free to act as one not under the law, though always under the law of Christ. He also wrote concerning food, All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. And that's from 1 Corinthians 10, verses 23 to 24. Maybe that's some of what's going on here. James, having a heart for the Gentiles, understanding that while they're saved by grace, and while they are not obligated to follow all the customs and laws of Judaism, this doesn't mean they should live for sin. And perhaps as well, just as some of the Jewish Christians needed to take a chill pill and back off regarding trying to make the Gentiles live like them, so also the Gentiles needed to be sensitive towards their Jewish brothers and sisters understanding how some of their customs and practices could be harmful or offensive to their Jewish brothers in Christ, as well as a stumbling block for all of them. After all, Jesus said, If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. In other words, if you got saved into Jesus out of alcoholism, for example, it might not be the best idea to hang around bars anymore on Friday nights. Being in Christ is freedom freedom from the guilt and condemnation of the old law, freedom from the penalty of sin. It's also freedom to live for Christ and not for sin. Becoming a Christian frees us from the yoke of the old law, but it should also free us from the slavery of sin. Being a Christian, saved by grace, is not a license to do whatever we want. Sin is bondage. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. 
Jesus wants to free us from the captivity sin brings into our lives so we can serve and worship Him in the power and life of His Spirit. Romans 8 verse 2 tells us that the law of the Spirit of life has set us free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. All right, to recap Acts chapter 15 so far, Judaizers came from Jerusalem to Antioch asserting that the Gentiles could not be saved without circumcision after the custom of Moses. So the church sent Paul, Barnabas, and some other brothers from Antioch up to Jerusalem to set the matter before the apostles and elders there. After much debate, it is settled by the mouth of Peter that salvation for all is by grace and not through the law. And then James speaks in wisdom, recommending some simple and practical commands for the Gentile converts by which to live, not for salvation, but because of it. Let's see how the council responds and wraps all this up, starting in verse 22. Then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders, with the whole assembly, to choose men out of their company and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, Judas called Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brothers. They wrote these things by their hand. The church leadership, with the support of the entire congregation, chose Judas and Silas, well-respected and tested leaders among the assembly, to accompany Paul and Barnabas back to Antioch and the surrounding areas with a letter of command from the leadership in Jerusalem. The matter had been settled. By the word of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established, Scripture says. Judas and Silas came as additional witnesses and confirmation to the assemblies abroad regarding the decision from the council. Let's read the letter. The apostles, the elders, and the brothers, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. Because we have heard that some who went out from us have troubled you with words, unsettling your souls, saying, You must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no commandment. It seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose out men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who themselves will also tell you the same thing by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these necessary things, that you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, from which, if you keep yourselves, it will be well with you. Farewell. So, the council's decision? They're basically saying, you don't have to be circumcised and keep the law to be saved. You don't have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses after you are saved. The people going all over the place, saying such, have no authority to do so. We never sent them, nor commanded such a thing. We only ask you to do these few things as members of Christ's body. That you abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, from which if you keep yourselves, it'll be well with you. 
simple, straightforward, encouraging. The council's commands were given to the Gentile Christians who are already saved by grace through faith. It was practical instruction, not overbearing or burdensome, which if followed, would keep them out of some trouble. Notice in the letter this wasn't expressed merely as a matter of opinion or even a conclusion from a council of mere men. But there's a level of authority attached to the letter, indicating the instructions were God-breathed. They wrote, It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Turn around, turn around. 
That was Show Me from the album Adam's Road. I turned my back on the good And I didn't follow the path that I should Hope was an empty, dark and alone Where have I been? What have I done? Pleading for mercy I'm trying to get home Then your arms reach out to me And carry me There's something worth saving In me Something that I can't see But you know What you want me
that was something worth saving from the album Adam's Road. This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. 
You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 15, verses 28 to 34. Grace and peace be with you all.